Whether you're juggling a career, family, or pursuing your passions, this podcast is your compass for finding balance and serenity. Get ready to reclaim your health, find your inner strength, and thrive as a woman doing it all. Let's dive in. So Courtney is a integrated holistic therapist, is that integrated energy therapist therapist. yeah okay maybe nutritionist and maybe you can explain what that is sure so integrative energy therapy is it's a combination of modalities i do um energy healing so hands-on energy healing um they call reiki the gateway drug Mm. start off with reiki and then just flies from there sort of thing so i started off with reiki and then um, I began being weird in the woods and just, yeah, maybe we'll go there first. Like, when did you get so weird? What happened to you? <laughs> what did happen to me? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say that weird means magical. Yeah. That is its, um, its etiology. Is mm-hmm. that a word? Etiology? I think so, yeah. I think it is too. It started with, with suffering as it usually does. Yeah. It was, um, a lot of confusion and heartache, which ultimately I realized was just un, unprocessed trauma that I'd not looked at. So, was there a point in time or an event that sort of set you off on this sort of journey? Yeah, yeah, I had a few catalysts. Um, the first, I went to Puerto Rico with my godparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never traveled like that before, and I ended up having culture shock, um, and it was really loud, and I was not able to be in the woods, you know, it didn't feel like it was safe for me to just go off by myself, and I was very used to being by myself. I lived in a little cabin on Sprout Lake, which was, you know, a, a very quiet place to be, um, and I think with just all the traveling and then being there for so long, I came home, I wanted to come home early and my nervous system was just absolutely shot. Um, I had lost a job while I was there, the job that I was working at that I didn't like, that I wasn't leaving, you know, so the universe you know, pushes you out of things that are not meant for you. Lost my job while I was there, broke, all of these things were happening. And then when I came home, I was just sort of at a rock bottom. Um, I was still drinking at the time, still, you know, was using weed and and all sorts of coping mechanisms. And um, yeah, I didn't know what to do with my life. So um, that was the beginning. And um, I, my partner at the time suggested that I look into um, holistic nutrition, into becoming a nutritionist, because I had always been interested in it. And um, so I did. And it happened to be that because I had been on EI, um, that it was all paid for. And, and there was an, a month to get in, get the paperwork in. It was like absolutely perfect timing. And I just made it in. So um, yeah, that's where I started was in holistic nutrition school. And um, there was four days of mind, body, spirit. The rest was all, you know, pretty practical nutrition stuff. But there was a four days of mind, body, spirit. And that four days, it was actually the first day, totally flipped my life around learning what emotion was um, mm. from um, an energetic standpoint and realizing that it was not something to push away. It was something to be felt. And in feeling it comes the integration of it. It just... It wants up as much as we want it to go away. And that is the only way through. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that really changed my life. I started to meditate. I was actually at that time, what really catalyzed that realization was not only that the class and the teachers, um, the teacher's wisdom, but also the meditation that she suggested for us, which was a Sarah Blondin meditation. Mm, she's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Her voice is like honey and her mm-hmm. words are just like, I literally, I felt like my heart had blown open, like it had just cracked wide open. And there was just this flood of realization and emotion coming up. It was transforming. Fear was the one that I first listened to. And it you know, changed my life. And from there, um, I, I went through a breakup. You know, I went through heartache. I went through um, all sorts of stuff that made me realize, made me um, learn about soulmates, twin flames, or the so-called dynamic, limerence, codependency, um, the dark night of the soul, all of that. So ultimately that led into my, the work that I do now is helping others uh, through the spiritual awakening process, which we often call um, like a midlife crisis. You know, it's truly just remembering who you are and realizing uh, how blind we've been living all this time. So conditioned and with this veil up in front of our eyes. And then when things like synchronicities and um you know the number sequences and all of these magic things start happening it really if you pay attention they start to really pour in and that can be a very um ungrounded place for people in the beginning Mm -hmm. so that's much of what i do i do the body work i help people as a channel i acting as a conduit and um for high frequency energy through my hands through my body through my voice and then i use the sound bowls and and different um, sound frequencies as well Mm -hmm. yeah you know the person that you once were compared to the person that you are now is like such a 180 Mm -hmm. um and we sort of like in that process we're doing so much work and we're doing so much behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees but I think even for me, it growing up and using substance abuse for trauma, we're numbing ourselves out. But where I'm going is like, do you find that growing up with altered states of consciousness through alcohol and drugs and whatever else we've done sort of opens you up to other altered states of consciousness and opens you up to these energetic um, possibilities and to be able to see and feel other realms? Do you, as in like using mushrooms or acid in grade eight? Why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) So like psychedelics. Yeah, because I think, I think it did for me. Like, I think that's, that's why I'm saying that maybe is because I feel like because I was open to those experience and other states of consciousness that now not using substances, I can still access those states of consciousness just through spirituality or maybe it just altered our brain. So we're yeah, <laughs> bizarre now, but yeah, I, I do wonder about that um, because it does, it alters our perception. It allows us a greater, uh, a greater perspective of what's actually happening. They say, you know, we can only see 1% of what's actually going on in the quantum field. There is 99%, 99.99% of things what we're not seeing. So yeah, when we use things like psychedelics, and we don't have to, but it is supportive because it helps to shut down those 
the limiting perception. Um, so yeah, I wonder that too, because I did use psychedelics when I was really young. Like if I think about my nephews or my niece now at mm -hmm. that age, that's way too young. Um, but as far as therapeutic purposes, you know, it really it has uh, an incredible place now. And, and same with, you know, marijuana as well. I think that it can be used, but it's all about intention. If you're not putting the correct intention towards something, then, um, yeah, it, it, like for me, I would not use those things or I would not use weed because it was just such a codependent. It was a, it was a, like a placation for me. It was um, a crutch. Um, but I know a lot of people that do use it with great intention and yeah. So to answer your question, um, yeah, I think it does help. It does help. Um, and I would definitely recommend doing it with a guide mm -hmm. yeah, or even just, you know, microdosing, but really talking to somebody or doing the research on how to do that properly. Um, because for mental health, especially now, you know, we need all the help that we can get and pharmaceuticals are just, they're contributing to a problem that mm -hmm. they're you know masking the the real root of what is going on um and not to say that it doesn't have its place for some people but it's certainly not a long-term mm -hmm. uh, solution by mm -hmm. any means yeah so i do think pharma or um psychedelics are really really beneficial so that sort of led you to to doing this work and why did you want to do this as work like why would you not just keep this for your own healing and process and then what what why did you feel called to do that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not a nine to five type of person. Even in my past work, I was a hairdresser for, for almost 10 years and I really made my own schedule. It's just, I think some people we're just, I'm not that person. Um, so I wanted to be able to be free to, um, to learn what I want to learn and apply it where I want to apply it and why not make um, a living doing the same thing and and being in nutrition school too I went in feeling like that was going to be my career and then it turned out that it actually the universe had other plans or there was other plans on my path um, um, yeah so I guess does that answer um, and then why do you feel this work is important? You know, those that know, know that our energy, our attention is our currency. It's what creates everything. You know, Brie guys just won the Nobel Prize proving that reality is subjective. It's depending on what we're focusing on. There is no reality if we're not focusing on the observer's effect shows us that. So yeah the society that we live in is out to siphon or take our attention and that makes people very rich that makes people very powerful and so here we are depleting ourselves by looking at our phones and looking at you know the series and being addicted to it and everything it's very much designed to um, keep us keep us addicted to it keep us um, reliant upon it so that's part of, you know, why I'm so passionate about doing this work is it's helping people to come back to themselves and come back to paying attention to the emotion, paying attention to the pain. What is that telling you? Like the body is constantly talking to us, but we are so distracted on the outside. Um, and when we, when we look at the body, when we look at that emotion, that in itself 
can be enough to liberate it from the body. If you look at, you know, everything being energy, either a particle or a wave, it all has a frequency and the frequency is how fast it vibrates. And so you look at, you know, this is measurable. It's been, um, been measured that energy, emotion, we look at grief, anger, shame, sadness, that all vibrates around 100, and 100 hertz or so. And then going up the vibrational scale, we move up. It's all the same. It's all energy. The only difference is its rate of frequency, joy, bliss, happiness, enlightenment. This is vibrating between 500, 1000 upwards hertz. So if we are naturally, we are nature, you know, we are, we were babies at one time, puppies, animals, we feel good around those things because they are still very high frequency in the body. What happens to us is we've now, you know, suppressed our emotion. We were told, be a, be a big girl, don't cry, uh, don't get upset, you know, go to your room if you're going to act like that, be a big boy. And so we ultimately just shove down these very important emotions that needed to be expressed. If emotion is energy, which we know, we know energy needs to move in order to be healthy. And if it's not moving, then it's stagnant and then it's creating dis-ease in the body. So I'm kind of deviating a little bit, but if we were to shine compassion or love, understanding on this grief or on this shame, whatever it may be, that by nature of transmutation, alchemy, we are changing one thing into another. It's like opening um, a door to a dark room. The light will flood in. So the light is changing this high frequency. That's what we would call light, right? Energy is light. Um, it's changing this experience. So that's basically what I'm doing as an energy worker is I am channeling high frequency light, intention, thought, all the same, it's all energy, very high frequency, onto the system where there are these suppressed emotions, this suppressed energy. And then you'll feel things like muscle twitches or uh, muscle spasms or movement in the muscles. Like just, it's quite wild to see what the body does. And oftentimes what happens is emotion will come up because it's like removing the dam out of the river. You have an energy block, we're removing it from the river and it wants to flow, it's going to flow now. So in a nutshell, I don't even know what the question is. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, why that's important. So I mean, removing that from the body, getting that energy flowing, people would then, you know, experience life more fully, be more healthy, um, which would ultimately, you know, as soon as more people are able to feel that and live that, then. Yes we all be yeah and knowing you know the frequency of the planet is raising as that as the frequency raises anything that is not a vibrational match can't survive in that so this is why our trauma is coming up because it's energy in the system so you think this high frequency call it solar flares whatever it is pouring down raining down on the planet um suddenly you know we're being we're feeling this in the body we're feeling the the kink in the neck we're feeling the anxiety come up because it's integrating out of the system and if we continue distracting then we continue shoving it down and it's going to continue to get worse and the energy field is literally drawing in on itself we need to expand that again and you know you we feel it when we 
you go into a room and there's somebody very high vibrational and positive, you can feel that we are all connected. Um, and again, the powers that be know this. So to siphon our energy, it's siphoning our life force away. And we must put that attention, it's like gold, back on the self. And in that, we will expand our energy field. And then as a result, you know, everything is just a reflection, a hologram of your own energy. So naturally, you're going to experience more positive experiences in life, more positive things, opportunities, people, things that are like, that are attracted to your energy. And I think that that's part of the big work too, is, you know, self-accountability and self-responsibility and knowing your triggers are teachers. A trigger is, you know, look back at the vibrational scale. The trigger is attracted to you to uproot or excavate what is not light in the body. So this shame has to come up in order to be processed. And so if we can say, okay, thanks trigger, you, but also thank you. <laughs> Peace out. I'm going to move over here and I'm going to self-regulate or I'm going to co-regulate. I'm going to get my support for whatever this is brought up. It doesn't have anything to do with you. You are the trigger. Bye-bye. And over here we go to support whatever is coming up because it's just dormant. It's been dormant in the system all along. And I think just to circle back on one of the points you made about, you know, how we feel internally is what our our world reflects back to us. I think um, for me, that was like one of the biggest points of learning in my relationship. I've been married for 20 something years or together. Um, was recognizing that when something wasn't working in the relationship, it was like, what part of, what part of me, how am I being like this, um, that he's reflecting back to me. And so then when I would change or work on that quality in myself, then I would see my relationship change. Mm. Um, and that was sort of like a little experiment because that worked. And then now I can see, you know, like when I'm totally miserable and depressed, that that's what my world gives back to me. And it's not always easy to shift no, and move that energy. And sometimes mm. we do need to sit in it. But um, yeah, that is such a big learning piece that I just wanted to sort of circle back to and highlight that I think um, it also helps you feel like you're on mushrooms too, like when you're and and being high again. It's just looking at the world like a big like lesson and hologram of when it's reflecting back to you. Like how is this my subconscious uh, reflected back to me? Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's all just projected out and then being mirrored back to you. So that's one thing that really helps me a lot too is knowing everybody is God embodied, and you know we're not talking God like bearded in the sky it's the source of all things. So if everything, it's consciousness experiencing itself. And here I am consciousness in this animated body. And so is this person tailgating me, you know, on Johnson street. So what is he teaching me? He's teaching me patience likely. So I'm able to see when I am able to see people as consciousness and body, I know they've had their own trauma. They've come here for their own life experiences and we are partners together in this human experience and you know that you people could argue but what about murderers and these awful people you know trying to reign society there will always be light and there will always be dark there is duality it's the way that the universe works so as 
much as we are able to to siphon that energy back to the self we then fill the the energy field up we fill ourselves with gratitude we have to feel it before the experience you know they say feel it to heal it well that does not just mean feeling the bad stuff it means feeling the gratitude feeling the love welling the body up with that and then you will the virtue of the holographic nature of reality you will see that reflected back to you but it, it like you said it's not easy all the time no but it does make i think coping easier and maybe it's i don't know like i find when i'm when i'm looking just like at a situation in my life that's complicated or embarrassing or not working or whatever the case may be or i'm worried about somebody was somebody else is thinking of me or something mm. you know stupid that we do when I start to look at it as you know these are just reflections of my own psyche then none none of it is so serious anymore you know it's all just fixable and I can just change it by removing my attention from it focusing back on you know myself or my breath or whatever it is or fixing whatever issue that is within myself and then I'll know that it's changing in my world yes yeah and you would ask me to what is the work that i do what is integrated energy therapy and it's really it's hard for me to answer that because again i'm acting as a mirror for whoever i'm with so what do they need in that moment and it can be you know potentially helping them well most awfully often helping them to integrate stored trauma this low density energies trapped within the body trapped in the cells and the chakras but it's also sitting next to and having conversations and just offering them a perspective that if they already know like we already know everything within because we're consciousness mm -hmm. right so we just we do need one another as the mirrors to um to figure out the next step and and get a vaster perspective and like you said you eventually you feel like you're on mushrooms everything's brighter because as we raise our consciousness we expand our consciousness with these epiphanies and these ahas then our consciousness raises and things get brighter like literally we start to see from um, a less cloudy veiled lens so that again is what psychedelics do is it supports us to see beyond the veil beyond that cloudy lens um, yeah, and then when you're high naturally all the time, you don't need to drink or do drugs anymore because everything is, uh, I guess, illuminated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, drinking, all of those, it just does not feel, it's not resonant in the body at some point as well as you start to raise your frequency, you're no longer a vibrational match. And that's the same with people. It's called tension for a reason. Mm -hmm. I just no longer am an energetic match to this person. It's nothing's really personal. Yeah, and I will just add to that point because I don't want to sound like I think I'm enlightened by any means because I'm not. <laughs> I still have so much to learn and so much to do. But like you said before about how the duality of the lightness and the darkness, and I think I find as I journey and learn things and maybe elevate my frequency that when I do fall back into the lows, the lows are lower. Like it almost has to be like mm. a, uh, a balance of how, like, what do they say? Like you, the, the tree will go as high up as its roots go down. Oh, so you're, you know, like the lows are equally as low as the highs are highs. And I find that with in, in many things, like in my relationship and my family, like 
I'm so happy and so loving, but when it does crumble those times, you know, then it is that much harder because it's almost like it has to be a balance of to how high the high is. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenge for sure. Yeah, especially for excitable people. Like I get really excited when something happens and I'm very, you know, I like to, um, you know, have that allow that frequency to come up and that excitement and like I'm going to draw in more but because I bring myself to that heightened state you know that I think it's in Buddhist philosophy they say practice neutrality because then there is not that pendulum swing and I think I just must love the drama of the pendulum swing. yeah and yeah. that's the same with like with macrobiotics like it was all about eating like a very neutral balanced mm. like, energy of foods because like you know, like sugar is very one end of the frequency and then there's like very dense foods and, you know, like your blood sugar would go up and down and like this. But if you eat mm. sort of like neutral energetic foods and you're going to keep your body sort of neutral as well. Um, yeah. So I'm the same. I like to, I must like the drama. Well, and, <laughs> and we do like Alan Watts talks about that a lot and um, it's a movie. It's a, it's a play and it's exciting and um, we are human as well, and, and emoting, feeling is the most um, human thing that we could possibly do. So again, like just so, so much compassion for ourselves that we're we're doing it really right by feeling all the feelings, and we are not crazy. We are, we are humans having all of the experiences, and it's all necessary and beautiful. I just wanted to say too, when we we're talking about the mirroring, that so often when. I'm with clients and they're like, oh, I knew that. Or, you know, somebody said that once upon a time and I just wasn't listening to it. I, we already know everything within. It's just, we're getting reminders all the time. That's how the universe speaks to us in symbols and in signs and synchronicities. And if we heed the call, if we look to it, then we're going to see more of it. We can't see, like we can't see the, um, hallucinogenic world or the the bright world if we don't have the eyes to see it and so having a narrow viewpoint and being very rigid and stubborn you're literally being rigid and stubborn in it's like an iced over river you're not going to allow for new perspectives or new experiences or you know the ability to heal in this ancient way you know the ancients knew this knew how we we you know the our chi our prana is meant to flow what is that what is light language <laughs> um, well light language is um, it can be many things it's again frequency all words all language is a frequency and we learn english and um, you know you can call it speaking in tongues or um, um, some say it comes from Lumerian or um, other other planets, but I I don't really label it or question it. I was just um, I was starting to work on clearing my throat chakra, as so many women um, suffer from, is that the fear of speaking and the fear of um, speaking our truth and just saying what's on our hearts. And so I was working on that. I wanted to start doing events and sharing and workshops and things like that. And I was not able to do that. Even just starting to do Instagram videos, it was terrifying. Like I remember I wouldn't 
I wouldn't face it on me. I started off in my kitchen. Um, I think I was in nutrition school, so making something, but just my hands and even my hands were like, yee! Uh, so eventually I turned that camera on myself and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do public speaking and talk more. So I started to hum, I started to tone, I started to make weird sounds in the woods and just do really weird things in the woods. Like, you know, before I remember being afraid of hugging a tree and uh, for fear that I would be caught. And, and again, look at the witch wound. I mean, we're scared too. Uh, to share our magic and to share the holistic remedies and and even speak we were we were killed for those things so that's that's still stored in our dna and our lineage um unless we are you know bringing it to the light and so i had done the iet training the integrated energy therapy training so this is channeling high frequency light into the system and you know the body is holding low frequency emotion energy in you know places like in the shoulders it's um carrying the weight of the world guilt um spiritual truth anger fear all these different places and so when i was doing this training learning how to channel and integrate for people um the woman that shared the training she spoke light language and so she spoke it to me and she said, you'll likely start doing this as well. And I didn't realize that I was already, I was already speaking. I was making these, these sounds um, when I would go into the woods. And then one day I was on a walk and um, I, I, I felt something above me. So I looked above and there was an owl in the branch just above me. And he was staring at me and out poured this language these words and I just you know it's as if I'm still present but I'm leaning back and allowing whatever is coming through me to come through me so that was the first time and then later that afternoon I had a client she had shown up a week early um or yeah a week early and uh so I I, I wasn't busy or it was the at the end of the day so I said I would see her and she came up into my room and she said to me I used to be on my spiritual journey but I'm I have fallen off of it so nothing you do could be weird to me and it was like permission again consciousness God embodied giving me the permission to express this new um, this new experience and so uh, we began at that time Oh yeah, I was doing integrative energy therapy. So we began and it was one of the most powerful sessions. It was the most powerful session I had had at that time. Um, and I won't get into the details of it, but I started to speak the light language to her. And afterwards she said to me, you know, she was a First Nations woman. She said, you know, you spoke a new channel's word to me. And it was a word that meant family. And that's exactly what we were she was processing was pain from her family and then when I went to Hawaii I spoke Hawaiian a couple of times to my Hawaiian uh, clients and then um, when I came back I spoke Ukrainian which is cool because I'm Ukrainian but I didn't know I wouldn't know I don't speak those languages um, so truly like I don't label it as anything it just whatever wants to come through for the person and it doesn't always and 
yeah, people say it sounds angelic. It, it's, um, it's not going to be rationalized by the mind. It's something that the heart understands. And um, yeah, at first I was um, skeptical, of course, as well. But to see the how moving it is for people and how um, how impacted they are, and then to be like that first time being told that I actually spoke a different language, that changed. That gave me the confidence. Yeah, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day about we we're talking about channeling and like timeline hopping and all these things. Mm. And we were like, well, she's having a hard time. She's like, well, how much of it? Like, how do we know that this is channeling or timeline hopping and not just our imaginations? And um, I remember going to uh, a group session once and a lady was channeling and I'm going really skeptically, but I'm like, yeah, if I'm going, I need to be open to this. Um, but I remember like watching and being like, how, what, how, you know, like how it's hard for the mind to grasp that it's like actually happening and not like a great actress or something. And I don't yeah. mean any offense by that. It's not still just all. like where that resistance comes up to like, what what <laughs> yeah I, I agree I don't resonate with it's not like every I don't listen to light language myself usually because a lot of the time I don't resonate with it there are a couple people Jamie Price uh, she's on YouTube and she explains it really well um, but yeah that skeptic skepticism is real and there are a lot of charlatans out there as well like spirituality is a trendy thing now as well so you know there are there are many people that there's still like yeah, a lot of judgment within me as well and judgment on myself. Um, but again, there are, uh, if it evokes a feeling in the body, then you can't deny the body never lies. So for me, you know, when I feel those charges coursing through my body and I feel the, the energy moving through, and then I see the reaction of the client on the table or in the, the workshop or whatever it is, there's no lying there's no denying yeah like even when we did i did the energy session with you and you were using the light language and of course like at first i was like what are you doing courtney <laughs> <laughs> what now but like <laughs> i like to you know i'm an open person and so i naturally just think to myself okay well just open to it like open to it and it it was powerful and it was you know like i told you what i saw and felt and all those things after the fact and you know, having just those experiences, like, can this op opening, I guess it all it is, is just like, can this, can I accept this as a possibility mm -hmm. into my experience? Um, and that allowance and acceptance, I think, is what maybe some people are resistant to. Yeah, again, yeah, that tension, that resistance, it will block us. And so the brainwave state that we're in then is this low beta state, whereas, you know, when you are in induced or you are in a deep meditation the light language as well it will draw you into a higher beta state and eventually a gamma state a theta state i say both because i need you to edit whatever <laughs> one that is and <laughs> one of them um and you know you had mentioned about is it my imagination while we know that that's how we create a reality is through imagination. Everything is first the thought and the imagination is the most powerful thing we have. It's our focus goes upon a certain thing and we imagine it and everything you see was first imagined by something. 
mm-hmm. whether it be consciousness, you know, um, or me, my consciousness, my my subconscious thought. Um, so, yeah, imagination is Neville Goddard talks about this really well, and his book Feeling is the Secret mm-hmm. um, really changed my my perception on uh, how powerful our imagination is. Yeah, I was talking because I'm just in this space of questioning everything and distrusting every. I mean, distrusting is like my nature. I can't help it. I was going to say <laughs> this space isn't that just life? Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but I was like saying just just because of watching my son and the things that he's taught at school and how they sometimes you know um, conflict with some of the things that I'm learning and. Uh, you came across the concept of imagination and we're sort of taught that imagination is just like for kids mm-hmm. to play and that kind of thing. And that like, we sort of lose that and we're trained out of that as adults. And I was like, well, what if imagination is like our conduit to spirit and our, you know, spirit guides talking to us. It's not just like this silly little thing for kids. And that's just like a construct that's been placed around that ability. And if we can, you know, remove that, those limiting constraints, you know, that does open up like a whole nother world. Yeah. I think that that's why the dark night of the soul or the, you know, um, the midlife crisis, some tragedy happening in the life opens us up to all the possibility again, or can start um, supporting us down that or pushing us down that rabbit hole because we realize that uh, we've been living in an illusion you know, we have been um, conditioned, indoctrinated, whatever you want to call it, um, into being divided from our intuition and our power, which is, yeah, our imagination. Like the world was limitless. We are limitless until we are taught that we are, we are limited. And the irony that I can hear the school bus full of children now screaming and laughing up the... <laughs> Oh, coincidences. (laughs) The universe is so minxy and tricky and brilliant. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like even just eating, you know, like we knew when we were full. We knew how to process emotions. Stopping the the, um, temper tantrum from from being, from processing, you know, they're processing emotions. Mm -hmm. They knew. they knew how to move that energy through. And then because of our shame, you know, we were told, shush, don't act like that. Now, um, now we're embarrassed when they're temper tantruming in the middle of. Yeah. And you've seen like in some cultures too, like, um, like you've seen it in movies, you know, when they say like, oh, the baby's possessed by a demon or it's got like a, mm. um, a demon or like a, a translation of another word will, you know, be something like that. Um, toothache is like translated I don't know what movie that was in but it was like the the word in their language for toothache was like possessed by a demon or something mm. um, which is really interesting and I was going to go on a tangent about spiritual attacks but I don't really know well, <laughs> and like emotions you know and like but whatever well I think that it's good that you bring that up because I've realized in in certain sessions what they actually meant by exorcism you know it's clear that's what's happening 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't allow my, you know, my imagination or my mind to go to a place where, you know, I'm thinking about walk-ins or I'm thinking about entities and things like that. But the fact that, you know, resurrecting demons or summoning demons or removing, um, exercising demons from the body, if everything is energy, a wave or a particle, it's all just frequency, then a demon, uh, you know, shadow, negativity, low vibration, it's all the same. It's down here, it's vibrating low, it's, it feels, inco it is incoherent in the body, it mm -hmm. feels bad, and it makes us act in ways that we are not meant to act, you know, and so, yeah, there's been sessions I've had where I'm, and people, you know, they report saying that they feel things being pulled out of them, and I can feel the density being pulled out, and then, you know, this big relief and this big, it's like a weight has been pulled out. And so, yeah, I really, I think about the, the term exercise and, you know, even exercising, we are moving the vital life force energy around the system. We're exercising out negative emotion and, um, you know, all these the chemical catalysts and the hormones and all of that is transmuting and supporting us to move from one state into another state from a low vibe state to a high vibe state and then we put all the science and the biology and everything you know on top of that but truly it's all spirituality and science are just they're one and the same well it's like that video that you sent to me it was a reel and it was like um um like translating woo speak is that you sent it to me didn't I, you yeah I yeah heard. and it was like you know it could be exercising the demons or exercise like it is essentially doing the exact same thing but mm -hmm. it's like the language that we use around things like a demon and a low vibration energy are the same thing but it's just we've put language and concept around one thing and so that creates i think blocks for a lot of people to a lot of these things and um you know when it all is very similar like when people find freedom in nature and you know like that could be the very same experience as someone who's found god in church but these you know language and conceptual confines that we put around things creates these barriers yes yeah yeah it's unfortunate because it does limit the majority of people from accessing their intrinsic power and their wisdom and you know the the beauty and the god in everything because we're so terrified of the word god because it has been it has such a negative connotation and you we can't blame blame anybody for feeling resistance to that like i too it took me a long time to be able to say the word god because for fear of judgment like people are going to think that you know this particular thing about that that's not what it is god source creator uh consciousness same 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 mm -hmm. yeah oh, any That's any final thing. any final thoughts anything you want to share to the people hmm. what do i want to share to the people uh, yeah i suppose um you know what what helped me the most was educating myself and learning you know following people and listening to videos by people like greg Braden and Joe Dispenza and you know just googling you know it's all at our fingertips what is a spiritual awakening what is the dark night of the soul you know what is um 
what are trauma bonds, things like this, you know, and that in itself is going to start to breadcrumb you towards your evolution. We're all on this evolutionary journey. That was what I wanted to say is that there are those of us that it's very easy to, um, to, you don't have to convince us that magic is real. They say there's three soul classes. There's the one class that's like, we know, we already know we're making potions as children. We are, you know, we're all into the woo and, um, we're open to it all. And then there's the next class and none is good or bad or better than one another. Uh, and those are, it's the majority of people, the majority of society, um, of the world is those that they need tangible proof. I need to, I need to, um, be given proof to show me that this is real. Like what is light language? What is, you know, God, all of these things. I want tangible proof. And that's what the whole earth show is for. It's for this mass class of people. And then there is this other class, the third class. Uh, and those are the people who will never be convinced. They're not here to have that life experience. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have to have duality. We have to have um, division in order to have unity. You know, it's just, and this truly is, it's so supportive too, and knowing that you will only change the world if you change yourself first. So if I start to become a better person, if I start to care for myself, that's going to naturally proliferate out into the experience, you know, through the divine matrix, the web of creation, all that we cannot see, it's all being uh, emanated out. And my vibration, what I'm doing for myself is supporting my family, it's supporting the ones that I love. Um, and I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. Yeah, totally. I think you'll either come to it on your own or you won't. Yeah. That's a really good point. I'm glad you said that. Um, and then maybe one, do you want to talk about sound bowls and sound baths? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, sound bowls and sound, sound baths, again, everything being frequency, very high frequency, depending on what bowl you're using or what instrument you're using, um, is it's helping to calibrate the system. It's bringing the body and the brainwave state into a higher frequency. Uh, again, opening the self. It's um, knowing everything is frequency and sound travels um, and set, travels very well via water, you know, knowing that we are 70% water. We are breaking up dense connective tissue within the system, fascia that's been, you know, it's, it's, um, um, hardened tissue or dense tissue that is causing pain and um, uh, inertia in the system. So sound healing is really, um, really beneficial for, for all over body pain, for raising, obviously raising your frequency, raising your brainwave state. Um, why can't I? <laughs> That's always the way. <laughs> um like removing blockages in the system it does yeah removing energy yeah for sure so because yeah again lower vibrating emotion like shame and grief when intercepted with high vibrational frequencies is going to integrate or transmute that um and like the tuning forks i use tuning forks it's like 
a good example that it's you know understandable for people is that it's like tuning a car or tuning a piano they're going to run better afterwards your body is no different i mean it's way more brilliant obviously but um when you're balancing those centers your chakras are literally just like your energetic centers you have your physical heart and then you have your energetic heart you have your uh physical thyroid and then you have your thyroid chakra your throat chakra um, every chakra is connected to a gland all those glands are connected to different chemicals different emotions different life experiences it's all connected so once you start to calibrate the system balance the chakras again and get yourself in alignment then you naturally are going to see health conditions improve you're going to see mood improve and um, your outward state improve yeah so sound healing is a really powerful way and anybody can do it you can just listen to it on youtube if you like obviously in person is the best get your own crystal bowl start toning humming just allowing the release um humming is just it's so powerful there's a reason why cats why cats purr you know it's mm -hmm. really just and used in meditation a lot too to like tone the vagal nerve yeah 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 maybe that's a good time to pull them out That concludes my chat with Courtney Ketchum of Glow Holistics. You can find Courtney online at www.glowholistics.ca and on Instagram as at glowholistics. Next week, I am chatting with Rebecca Hen of Ren & Co. And we'll discuss a purposeful brand and living your purpose. Thanks for tuning in.